Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast, where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor upon occasion. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. And this week we are on the 16th episode of season four, volume five. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> pass fail. Yeah. Which was uh, one of my favorite episodes from the season when it aired, for obvious reasons. It will be revealed later. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get into this. We do have like a slight bit of news. I think it counts as news. It's certainly yeah. goddamn topical. Yeah. Um, so this was something I saw yesterday when I was just on the internet uh, board at work. And... Apparently, um, somebody got a comment from Hayden Panettiere about what's going on in Ukraine right now because she, her, um, her baby daddy, if you recall, is a Ukrainian boxer, uh, Vladimir Klitschko. And, um, so she was like, yeah, the girl is safe. She's not in the Ukraine right now, but apparently... Um, he is, as is his brother, who is the mayor of... How do you say it in a non-Russian way? Because I know that's the thing now. Because I know it used to be Kiev, but that's the Russian pronunciation. But, um... I'm yeah. sure. I saw a thing. Um, yeah, so they're there, and they're fighting for the city, and I don't know, I just thought that was kind of like, oh, damn, that's relevant to a person who we're going to be talking about a lot, because she's in this episode a lot this week, so... Mm-hmm. I often forget she has a daughter. Yeah, me too. And a seven-year-old one at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's just like a slight bit of Heroes news. Uh, we thought there might have been something else, but we both can't remember because we're really good at this, so. Oh, you, you, you were telling me how, like, Quinto's all like, I guess oh. there's a movie. I didn't know I was involved <laughs> with it, but. Um, apparently not long after our last, uh, news item was out, um, the actors involved were like, wait, what? <laughs> because, like, <laughs> nobody, like, told them first. Jabrams just, like, up and announced this. And, uh, J.J. Abrams. And so now there's all these, like, rushed contract negotiations to try to actually get the original Kelvin cast on board. Which, let me be frank, if they don't do it, they're stupid. Because, like, right now that would be a very easy uh, success, I would say, in the current climate. You know, those movies, like I was saying in the first post, they were never, like, Marvel big or anything, but they they did fine. Um, Mm -hmm. And potentially could do fine again if they made another one with the the cast that we've come to know and love. Because, you know, there's, like, an even smaller uh, window for nostalgia now than there ever was. So, there you go. Yes. It has to have been some kind of, like, strategic reason they decided to do it before contract negotiations. Oh, I'm sure it was trying to force hands and stuff, yeah. Um, which is bold, because I'm like, damn, you act like they couldn't just recast them. <laughs> like, yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I want them to be in it, but I'm just saying, like, especially something like that with different, you know, timelines and dimensions and stuff, like, you could do whatever the fuck you wanted and make mm-hmm. it work. So, don't get too greedy. Um, yeah. Heroes News Network. Uh, (laughs) we're both tired um so it's gonna be an interesting one i think because uh uh i've been excited to talk about this one for like a minute this is this is like Mm -hmm. this is a a very cool episode there's a lot of stuff to talk about so 
Um, I guess I kick off too. So you do, get yeah. Used to hearing me just fucking jaw on some more. Um, oh, okay. I'm here. I swear, you'll hear me talk more in a minute. All right. Yes. Yes. You've got your parts. Okay. Um. So yeah, let's just let's just get on into it. Um. We start with Claire at the cafeteria with Gretchen. And they're both just sitting there. And, you know, Claire's obviously been through it. She's been through a lot of stuff very recently, even. And Gretchen's just, like, trying to to say she's open and willing to talk but not be, like, pushy about it to, like, you know, make Claire upset. Because she's like, hey, you know, the carnival thing, your dad dying. Like, you've, 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 been, you've been through a lot of stuff lately. But, like, Claire's just way too used to bad shit happening, I think. And so, and also doesn't really understand how to communicate with others because, you know, the whole, her experiences have been so uh, insulated, like, to her and, like, a a, a core group of people that it's hard Mm -hmm. for her to reach out to any so-called outsiders. Um, And so trying to be, like, emotionally supportive and stuff, Gretchen, like, just reaches out and, like, tries to touch her hand and it makes Claire real leery, like, people are going to look. And so... (laughs) Uh, Clara leaves because she has to go to a class and Gretchen is there by herself in the cafeteria and who should stroll up just super cash tray in hand even which I love um, but Siler who if you recall we knew was on her campus uh, very recently uh, he does that little fucking toothy I don't know how to be a person smile he does it a couple times this episode uh, Quinton knows what he's doing when he does, when he busts that out that's for sure mm-hmm. so yeah, um, she's like, oh no, Siler's, Siler's on campus. Danger. <laughs> Da-da-da-danger. Mohinder did the previously, by the way. He did. I guess I should mention that. I shouldn't, I shouldn't uh, not give him that privilege considering, you know, what we're about to say in your, in your part. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Which, if you'll notice, that means that he and, and Siler had one more back-to-back scene. Aww. Aww. <laughs> for the for the last time yeah for the last time is siler dying in this episode what do you mean no um <laughs> <laughs> again <laughs> so we're at noah's apartment if you remember uh the three chuckle fucks from the swamp popped in on <laughs> him kissing lauren but we've gone forward in time because lauren's not there anymore and giving hero a water and and everyone keeps asking her, are you okay? And Hero's like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And we see Mohinder is making a compass for Noah. And he's like, this should work for you, but only, you know, only one of us can use it. You can't use it. But since you have Ando and Hero, you should be fine. You don't need me. And because, you know, Mohinder's done. He's going back to India. Damn. And Noah's like, you sure I can't change your mind? He's like, no, because I broke a promise to a girl. So he's going to go back and he's going to go live his little happy life back in India. You know, he's like, so this is goodbye. And, you know, they they even they're kind of cheeky about it. Like with us, who knows for sure. <laughs> but this main series wise, this is a wrap for Send Hill because we don't have a yeah. season um, five. So, yeah. yeah. And as Mohinder leaves, we see the hero is, in fact, not OK. <laughs> no. Because he drops the glass of water and passes out. And you can kind of see for a second, both Noah and Anna like, oh shit, Hero. But Hero then wakes up. And he's not in Kansas anymore, baby. He's in the Burnt Toast Diner. And it's like, oh no, did he time travel again? 
<laughs> no, because he gets a, a lovely awakening by someone saying, hello, Carp. And get, so yeah, here it is. Guess who's back? It's Adam. Adam Monroe's back. And he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? You're dead? Am I dead? <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, that's for the judge to decide. And guess who's the judge? It's Kaito, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. And it's, you know, the case that is being presented before the judge is the world versus Hiro Nakamura. He stands accused of breaking the hero's code, willfully altering the timeline for personal gain. If found guilty, he'll be punished by death. Boop, boop. Oh boy! Get, get ready for <laughs> special guest star spectacular over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a couple, yeah. um, including Lynette from the diner, who we see. So yeah, she's kind of like the bailiff. Um, I don't know if she's like the bailiff or like, but she's she's part of the assembly. But she seems to serve a lot of roles. Um, but definitely does the all rise. So yeah, maybe she's the bailiff. Shit's wild. Oh my god. Uh, two things. One, the joy in my heart seeing seeing Mr. Anders on my screen in this in this role again can't be measured. There's no way to measure it. Uh, two, going back a minute, talk about a whimper and not a bang for an OG cast member. Yes, just all right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> With like two other people in the scene. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's like wow. That's things have changed in that regard. Um. It it definitely feels like he was intended to come back for a season six, especially the way that Noah was all like, you know, wink. Who knows yeah. for sure? Wink. Um, and he we do see Mohinder again in oh yeah, Reborn. yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Like we see the both of them in Reborn. Like they're, yes. they're, they're, you know, Noah Mohinder, they're they're part of this still, but. Yeah, I don't know. I just was like, wow, when Nathan left, there was, like, everyone around, you know, when he got killed. And then Mohinder is just like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> Bye. Later days. Laters. Like, yeah. Uh, I just think that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. It would have been nice to see a little more, maybe see him get back home at the end of the episode or something. Or, I mean, like, frankly, I mean, on Heroes, like, getting killed is kind of, like, an honor. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's that's the big moment. So, especially on, like, any genre show. So, it's kind of weird also for uh, Lee to just be like, all right, bye. You know, like, there's just no no drama, which is surprising. They didn't want to kill him, though. They wanted him for other... Yes, yes. ...stuff. Mohinder is iconic. Yeah. He's got his certain role to play. He does, and he do. And like you said, we, we definitely see him again in Reborn. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. He definitely shows up, which was shocking. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, holy shit, I love this kangaroo court so much. <laughs> like, <laughs> the stuff with Siler and Claire, like, that's cool and all. I really enjoy that on a different level. But the just, like, hee-hee is, is definitely mm-hmm. the Berto Steiner uh, courtroom. It is a who's who of heroes past, you know. Yep. Yep. With uh, Adam Monroe being the prosecutor. <laughs> the persecutor. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so perfect. It's just so so great. Uh, another um, thing is we didn't mention this, but this episode was written by Oliver Grigsby, and I think he just fucking nails it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he gets these characters. He understands. He understood the assignments. So mm-hmm. yeah, 
So, yeah, and because he was a writer's assistant, he knows all these details. Like, he's good at that. So he has a lot of fun, I think, with that. Agreed. Yeah. Which, you know, knowing all the details means that he's very relatable to us little crazy-ass fangirls. So. Yeah, because yeah. he worked on, on, like, the comics, too, and stuff. So, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, he's, like, he knows this world. Even even more than someone who might have wrote, like, an episode or two, I would argue. Mm-hmm. So, well, Claire's rushing to school. You know, she's trying to get to class on time. The eternal struggle. And she heads upstairs into her classroom, and she's just trying to live her life, you know? She's trying to do this normal college girl thing. And who's in the fucking room? This son of a bitch with that toothy grin I mentioned earlier. And Siler's there, and he is just straight up at the chalkboard and you know and she's just like oh hey i'm sorry late is this is this so-and-so's classroom he's like nope this is a study group and you know just is like a smirky little shit he's like are you ready to brainstorm (laughs) and you'll know that he's written several times like a totally normal individual um why claire bennett on the chalkboard over and over and over again in different sizes and she's just like what the hell are you doing here you know they're instant like grr that they have and he's like, I came to learn because it's school. Get it? Ah, it's Mm-mm. a joke. He's full of them. Yeah, it's it's not like a class she's going to. It's some sort of special review session she had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, which implies that Siler set that whole thing up. Oh, it has to have been. Yeah, because he's been on campus for a while. It's been a few days. Like, we mm-hmm. saw him floating outside that window what would be a while ago now. So... Yeah, which is how he gets her all to himself, basically, up in this weird little classroom review area. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, also how he had time to play out his plan as perfectly as he did, frankly. Yeah. Siler planning? What? What? (laughs) Machinations? No. (laughs) Manipulations? Not this guy. Subterfuge? I don't believe it. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we go from one creepy weirdo to another, um, and at the carnival, we see Samuel, and he's shaven, and he's getting all all pretty. <laughs> and um, Vanessa is still there, and she wakes up, and she finds there's a dress waiting for her. Very Beauty and the Beast. And um, she, instead, she's just like, mm, she gets her jacket and her purse, and she's just like, nope, not doing that, girl, bye. And she, you know... Goes up to Samuel and he's like, oh, would you like the dress? It's a gift. And he apologizes because she's still obviously uncomfortable. He's like, oh, I'll take you home. And But it's just like, it's just this like dance that he does because he knows how to say just enough to keep her there. Mm-hmm. And so he ends up going into this little anecdote about this record player that she had when he uh, she was in college. And how she just kept playing the song over and over and over and over again. And, you know, as a joke, he happened to, you know, break it. Because he didn't want to hear that song anymore is the subtext there. Like, he he was annoyed, and so he lashed out. You're going to see a lot of that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like, I think that Oliver Grigsby does not get enough credit for, like, laying down these, like, little foreshadowing seeds. Because they're really strong in this episode. Um yeah, because he talks about that, and she's just kind of like, yeah, you know, you, you, you broke it and all this. And he's like, here, let me let me show you something. And he's clearly stalling. That's all he's been doing. And 
He's like, let me, let me, you know, let me, let me take you to get something to eat or whatever. And she's like, no, because this is what happens. Breakfast becomes lunch, lunch becomes dinner, dinner becomes drinks. And then, you know, and she's like, and then I'm still here, basically. But uh, he comes to her and he's like, yeah, you know what I did? I, I broke your record player that one time. But, you know, I also fixed it. I fixed it afterward. I made good what I did wrong. You know, that's what I do. And so she agrees, and then, you know, you can tell that she's going to be going on this journey with him a little while longer, because he's a manipulative son of a bitch, and it's hard to get out of that, and I will have much more to say about that later. Yeah, 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 Good intentions, that's all he has, yada, yada. Mm, yeah, 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 he's just a real, a real nice guy, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I will have more to say about that later as well. So. Yo, oh, yeah. I, I didn't think of it exactly last night, but I did this morning looking over the notes again. I was like, oh, yeah, I got a lot to say here. So we have Hero being rushed to the hospital. He's on the car. Ando's there telling them about his tumor. Noah is nowhere to be seen. Who knows where he is the rest of the episode. He was just here to say, bye, Mohinder. And then um, <laughs> he's not in the rest of the episode. So... As Hero is being pushed, he kind of, like, gets up and turns around because Adam is walking behind them, being all, like, <laughs> uh, it spirals him back into the burnt toast diner again. He's kind of, like, going back and forth between the real life and the visions. <laughs> it is our intent to prove the defendant used his power selfishly with blatant disregard for the space-time continuum. And they ask Hero to enter a plea and he is very reluctant to do so. He's like, what are you, why am I, what is this? This is like, you're all dead. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a real court. Why should I enter a plea? And then it's like, you know, (laughs) after he gets a little threat that like Kaito can enter a plea for him, he ends up um, pleading not guilty. And he asks for a lawyer and then all of a sudden he gets a lawyer and it's Ando. Of course it would be Ando. So we see it's obviously not everyone who's dead because, again, we had Lynette earlier and we have Ando now. So it's all Hero's head. And Ando is, like, you know, in a fluster of papers because clearly this isn't his thing. But Adam's all like, all right, awesome. Here's our first witness, Kimiko and Ando. And it's their child selves that we saw back in the carnival. So that is their first witness against Hero. I just like how, and you see this more later on with the other characters too, but when we see Ando introduced... He's kind of, like, bumbling mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, not very smooth and kind of not, like, too prepared. He's got his papers everywhere. You know, he's kind of like, oh, okay, I got you. You know, kind of like when you get that, like, you know, um, public defendant kind of thing where mm-hmm. it's just, like, you know, some guy drawn in. But more or less, um, what I'm saying here is it's, like, how Hero can see him. Yes. Because this is all in Hero's head. So you have to remember that when characters show up, for the most part, I think that's done well, where it's like, oh, that's how he would think that person is. So that's how they present themselves. Mm-hmm. So it kind of reminded me of like season one Ando a bit. And yet there's things that happen later that like kind of call things into question a little bit, like what exactly is happening here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Defin- yeah. Definitely a little more than just a, a hallucination, perhaps. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So but we'll get more into that later as the court continues. <laughs> <laughs> we sure will. Oh man. It's like, Oh, do I want to watch heroes? Or do I want to watch like a crime procedural? Oh, I can watch both. There's, there's a, <laughs> Why not both? There's, there's a court case this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Which they even reference Law and Order leaders. So yeah, they know what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, back to Claire and Siler in their little study group. Somebody write that community crossover fic. Um, <laughs> if they haven't already. She's just like classic, you know, Claire. Just like, oh, do you know how much I'd love to kill you? And Siler's just so fucking emo and moody. He's just like, oh, I know you must hate me. Like, that's an understatement, buddy. That is a goddamn understatement. Mm-hmm. Like, you think about it just on the core of it because of, you know, the nature of their interactions since the dawn of time. But now, like, hello, hi, the Nathan thing. Like, just hanging there between them. Ah, oh, this son of a bitch. The mm. nerve. The nerve that he has. And he's just like, well, here's the deal. I'm off my game and you're going to help me get it back. And he shows her that he's got this tattoo of her on his arm. And he's just like, what the hell? Like, why Claire Bennett? Like, he wrote on the board a million times. He's like, this is destiny showing me desire. They told me I need a connection to you. And that's why I'm here. You know, like, I need I need a friend. I need someone. His voice breaks when he says friend, Rachel. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> And I don't think it's him playing possum for once. Like, he's really been through it. And he has this weird way where he's just, like, vulnerable with Claire in a way that he isn't with anyone else, which is interesting. And, you know, she's just, like, all, like, fuck you about it, basically. And, you know, you're not going to hurt me. And I'm not scared of you and all this. And he's just like, yeah, it's not you you should be concerned about, though. And he glances over and we see that Gretchen's backpack is in the room with them. And then we hear the Siler ticks, like the tick, 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 in the in the in the background music. Oh, you know, <laughs> menacing, <laughs> but not exactly though, because um, <laughs> so she's like, you know, you don't have to hurt Gretchen, and he's like, yeah, okay, you know, fine, I I promise it won't hurt her. You'll see her again. Just help me answer this question. That's all I'm asking. Like I'm not even asking a lot. And he flips the board and he makes a little chart. With a C and an S. And I love that he doesn't use G. He uses S. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, we have a lot in common, you and I. And he brings up the things that they do have in common to him. Uh, they're both adopted. Which is true. Um, they're both abandoned by parents who didn't want us. And raised by the people that didn't understand us. And Claire immediately takes offense to this. And he's like, just stop lying to yourself, okay? Like, I've met your dad. Both of them. Like, you know, like, I, I, I know what I'm talking about. And he says, both of our dads are cold-blooded killers, which is ironic because you and I can't be killed. So, you know, we, we have different ways to, to, to be hurt, basically. And as he's going on his little villain monologue, Claire has a pencil in her stuff that she, like, discreetly grabs. And she's just like, whatever, this is so surface level stuff, this doesn't matter. And he's like, no, it's not, it's formative. Like, this is like the big, like, building block stuff and we have the same blocks. And he's just like, but how did we get to here? You know, you're a content college co-ed and me. <laughs> like, how how do we end up so different if we if we started off so much the same? And um, I would like to bring back uh, everyone's favorite Eclipse podcast um, segment, which is uh, Class War. Um, <laughs> basically, a lot of that has to do with the fact that Claire grew up in middle class privilege. Mm. And Gabriel did not. 
And I don't think you can say enough about how much that matters to where, how, you know, things turned out. Not saying he would have turned out drastically different had he had, you know, the nice house and the nice, you know, family and all that, because he's got mental stuff. But I'm just saying it plays a part. That's all. <laughs> and to be fair, like, he, he points these out, but, like, he wasn't raised with his actual killer father. It was just his no. mother. Whereas Claire yes. had both a mother and a father, and, like, she wasn't raised exactly. knowing that he was, like, a killer the whole time, or, you know. Exactly. Like, you know, not to be all, like, nuclear family or whatever, but their their family structure is a lot different because Claire grew up with love and Gabriel didn't. Mm-hmm. So, regardless of, like, real family, fake family, adoptive mom, whatever, Virginia didn't have it in her. We've heard that multiple times, and we've seen it. Yeah. So, that is going to matter, too. Mm-hmm. But to Claire, it's just as easy as being like, nah, you're a psychopath. I solved the mystery. I'm going now. And so she gets up to leave and he, you know, TK knocks her down because whatever, that's his move. And she like gets knocked down on like some couch that's there. And he's he's mad. And he's like, here's the thing. Like, you're running away from stuff. Like, he's he talks about how obviously he was watching her and Gretchen. You know, he was in the room. And he's just like... You and your your roommate, you know, that you don't want to be close to. Like, the way he says roommate, like, he knows. He knows what's up. And she's just like, oh, what, are you going to cut me again? And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, my methods have, have evolved, have changed. He's like, I met this, you know, you know, like, remember our friend Lydia? Like, he knows they both know her. And he's like, I am going to use her ability because she could just read someone by touching them. And he could, you know make a very deep connection, see into the very depths of their soul. And I love how he's like, her methods, uh, a little hyperotic for my taste, but, uh, eh, fuck it, it's college, isn't it? And, uh, Siler absolutely leans in and he gives her a big old smooch. And when I tell you the fandom was on fucking fire the minute that promo came out that that was going to happen. I was going to oh, say, do you Oh my god. <laughs> Promo. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because I was one of those people who was losing their absolute mind. <laughs> I admit it. The promo made it seem like Siler was like, I want Claire for Claire. We're going to be too. Macking on Claire. Yes. Yes. Is what the promo made it out to be. And in the episode, it very much yes. was not that. No. No, not at all. Him just being a, a boundaryless asshole <laughs> who wants to do what. He wants to do to get what he wants. As always. He's always done that. His, like... And he loves, you know, and he loves making people uncomfortable. And what would make her uncomfortable? That. Which is problematic as fuck. Let's not lie. But... It's, like, his, like, rapey, triggery bullshit that he, like... Yes! That he knows is gonna get at her. Like... Because what he did to her before, how he took her power that one time. Yeah, and then, like, I don't know. I mean... She's clearly vulnerable to it. So, like, yeah, exactly. Like, it it, it was very much, a, um, I don't know, like an escalation of what he did when he took her power. Mm-hmm. And just that same, like, you don't have any control here. I have all the control here. I'm going to do what I want. And he does. And, yeah. But, man, the promos made it out to be something else. I, I wonder if I could find one of the old ones. I bet I probably could. It's um, probably on YouTube. Because it's a later one. Because... 
they did, like Rachel said, they very intentionally cut the, like, we have so much in common thing to make it seem like they were doing some crazy ass, like, Siler Watts Claire thing out of nowhere. It's not and the first time they played that card either, because I think they did in the promo mm-hmm. for when they were all stuck in Primatech. Yes, exactly. They like to play with that. Yeah. Which is interesting, and I have more to get into about that. I don't know if I want to get into it now or later. I'll I'll do it later. I'll do it later after all the closet stuff, because I think it relates. Okay. Um, Yeah. So, you know, Siler's doing what Siler do to get what he wants. (sighs) Fucking Siler. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah, as you were talking, I was sitting here like, I remember the promo. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the fact that Live Journal and everywhere else just was on fire for a full last week after? Like And I remember like extra salt being in the wounds because this was like uh pretty much Sentel's last episode. Sentel's last episode, the idea that Claire would kiss her father's uh killer, like all these things, like people were mad. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So Again, this is after Nathan was gone for good. People were extra spicy, you know. Oh, absolutely. Because there was no more Pazdar. At least they had, like, you know, the, the wound was being salved by his, you know, face still being on the screen. Yeah. Now he's gone, gone. So. Anyway. <laughs> let's go forward to uh, Samuel and Vanessa. He's taking her to an ice cream parlor. And he's got a strawberry shake brought over which was like apparently her fave and she's very much like that was a long time ago buddy (laughs) god it looks really good though that milkshake looks fucking spectacular (laughs) and he's all like remember last time that i crashed in your dorm room we talked all night among other things (laughs) and she talked about her dream home which was this peaceful cottage surrounded by nature and happiness and she's like "Ugh, you were always a romantic (laughs) And she's like, but there has to be, like, you know, a time when you come to realize that you'll never have that cottage. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, says who? (laughs) And he also asks, like, you know, did you not look back at our time together with just a hint of fondness? And she does this little, like, hand wave, like, or not hand wave, she does a little, like, finger motion, like, just a little bit, little bit. (laughs) But she does come over and uh, share the milkshake with him. Because definitely there is sentiment there, but again, it's just like, oh my god, the way he is going about it, and like, she just very much knows what she wants, and he's not it, you know? Yes. And it's like, there's sentiment, but there's something else there, which again, I will get into later, so. Yeah. Also, she's wearing the dress now. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. I remember she was wearing it later, I couldn't remember if it was now, too. Give, giving an inch, taking a mile, etc. Yep, yep, yep. Everything's coming up Samuel right now, it seems. So, yeah, I actually have a lot to say about this Samuel and Vanessa. Stuff I, that I, I didn't have think a lot, I did last night. I, I have a lot to say about it too. Coming mm, up, I bet we'll have similar things to say about it. But I'll wait closer to the end of the episode. I think yes. I think we're gonna have a lot to say after this episode about different yes <laughs> about stuff. Yes, so stay yes. tuned for that. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, back to the hospital, we have Ando looking over as they prep Hero for brain surgery. Because they're, they're going to go in, they're going to try to get this tumor. Even though in Japan they said it was inoperable, they're going to do it, just try to save his life. And we flash back into the courtroom, where Adam asks young Ando to tell them about the day at the carnival. 
and the slushy. And he's like, my slushy fell on this old strange man. And it's like, can you point to the man? And of course he points at old hero. <laughs> and he's like, oh, see, he's, he's altering the timeline. Ando objects. He's helped two people fall in love. That's a selfless act. He didn't do it for gain. And Hero agrees that, yeah, two people fell in love. No one was harmed. <laughs> and Adam's like, oh, okay, so we're clear here. On your scale of, like, time goodness, it's okay if no one gets hurt. And Hero says yes. And Adam's like, good to know, because my next witness is here. And the camera looks over, and who is in his favorite corner booth but Siler? <laughs> yeah. As I say in my notes, that hot piece of fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> just just sitting in his back corner, just, just like, hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm about to blow up your whole day. <laughs> yeah. Hey, baby. <laughs> Yeah, you know, in his classic look too, because that's how Hero would remember him. Like, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, in the uh, in the all black, the black on black on black on black. Yeah, this next court part is like a delight, but we're not there yet. <laughs> it's so good, <laughs> God, but it's so good. Yep. Quinto's having so much fun. You can tell everyone is, mm-hmm. um, even though like there's very serious emotions that go about later. But yeah, yeah. Well, back to actual Siler and Claire. Um, he's just like, Claire Bennett, you've been holding back on me. Um, because I think that was, you know, not just the Lydia thing, it's the Claire Sentinians, which he'll mention also in this mo in this scene. Um, he, he can get a really good sense of things now. And he talks about like, you know, he's like, you, you know, you use this gift, this curse, if you will, to build walls, foreshadowing. And he's just like, you know... <laughs> This fucking line reading, dude, <laughs> it just kills me. <laughs> just casual as fuck. He's like, you know, all those memory hits I got from your stuff while I was tying Gretchen up, they have such a different context now. <laughs> um, and she's like, what are you talking about? And he's just like, everything in that room is so full of, and he tries to think of it. And he's like, pauses. And she's like, pauses. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, there's just all these little moments that are just, like, ripe with subtext. And, like, you know, talks about, you know, like, oh, can I borrow your book? And, oh, let me let me cut my hand. Like, this is, like, little, like, Claire impersonation, which is, like, too funny. Um, and he basically calls her out for not saying what she wants with Gretchen. And he's like, huh, the indestructible girl who can't put herself out there to get hurt. You know, oh, irony again. Um, and uh, he's having this little moment of discovery with her. And he doesn't have her pinned in this moment with his telekinesis. So she takes her chance because that's Claire Bennett, daddy's girl. And uh, she leans up and she stabs him right in the fucking eyeball with that pencil. She could have done it anywhere. Got him right in the eye. And... Uh, He's screaming and he's freaking out because, yeah, ow. And she gets up and she's gonna, she's gonna go rescue Gretchen. She's like, yeah, you are off your game, bud, because you just told me where she was. Bye. So. Yeah. Yep. I loved it that she realized he wasn't still holding her down. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, yep, just took her chance. Kapow. 
Noah would be so proud. He would be. He'd be like, yes, that's my girl. (laughs) (laughs) Stab that man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, man. I think we mentioned this before, but it was really funny when the paparazzi photos of this uh, came out because Quinto was just dead ass, like, on his phone walking around the set with that eyeball prosthetic. Yep. (laughs) like the pencil on his eye i'm not joking it was the funniest thing i still have photos of it somewhere oh yeah they're around i'm sure too yeah (laughs) yeah people are like what the fuck's happening yeah oh good stuff yeah so like siler knows knows (laughs) about those two now so Mm -hmm. he's not trying to out her but like she needs to get her shit together Open yourself up a little, Claire. Yeah. You're going to lose her. It's... <laughs> we'll talk about that more later, I guess. <laughs> it's just funny how this episode is like, he's there for him, but, it, and, you know, it seems yeah. like he's mm-hmm. also kind of poking her in the right direction as well, so... I think they both get something out of it, yes. ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um... How, how is, uh... Oh, man... <laughs> So that's that's real Siler in this context in the fourth, you know, season, fifth volume, et cetera, et cetera. What is, uh, what is the Siler in Hero's brain? How's that going? <laughs> Delightful. I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll really make a great case for what Hero just said. Yeah. Uh, he's sitting, you know, in the air court court. And he's like, hmm, how many people have I killed? Uh, hundreds, I suppose? 55 and a bunny, sir. <laughs> but Hero wouldn't know that. No. So he says hundreds, so. I suppose. Which might be a more accurate number. <laughs> potentially. Mm. And it's like, oh, and, and Adam, of course, is like, all of those people, just because of an agreement you had with the defendant. And Siler's like, yeah, you said if I save the waitress, I could have the cheerleader and anyone else I wanted to kill. As long as you saved his girlfriend, you could just kill Willy Nilly. And they're like, Willy <laughs> Nilly. <laughs> uh, uh, seems to me a lot of people were hurt while he tried to change space time. And Hero, of course, stands up and objects. And he's like, I was trying to do my best to not mess up the space time too much. I couldn't, you know, get rid of Siler right then and there. That would have fucked everything up in the future. Oh, yeah. Big time. And Ando agrees. He's like, he was just trying to do what was right. And then a voice pops up all, does this look right to you? And oh, bitch, it's Jackie. She's got her little head sliced open. She's there in her little cheerleading outfit. It's like, oh, my God, Jackie! (laughs) Woo! And uh, Anna's like, oh, who is that? And Hero's like, that's the cheerleader side. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, yeah, bye indeed. So uh, Adam asks who Siler killed after this deal. And Siler's like her, pointing at Jackie, Eden-ish, <laughs> two Primatech guards, a melty guy, a mechanic, Isaac Mendez, my mother, some guy named Ted something and <laughs> Adam's like so if Hero was so noble perhaps he could have stopped these murders before Sprague Ted Sprague <laughs> Siler's just got it <laughs> so good these two in the scene oh, I love it saving Charlie wasn't for the heroic good it was for the good of Hero Hero objects again Charlie was a good person 
Kaito bangs his little sugar gavel he's got. <laughs> and Hiro's like, no. I love his sugar gavel. No, I won't shut <laughs> up. She was a good person. The world was better because she was in it. And Adam's like, you know what? Let's find out. Let's call my final witness, Charlie Andrews. And it is crickets because Charlie's not there. Yeah, that's right. She's not here because she's lost in time. And why is that? And he makes Hero speak up. Oh, man. Because Hero says that he made a deal with a villain and he double-crossed me. And Adam's like, prosecution rests. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, Hero. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the amount... That that Mr. that Mr. Anders is doing with this little moment. <laughs> oh yes, mm-hmm. he is. Just, he's living it. He's breathing it. God, I miss him on my screen. I wish he were on more things mm-hmm. that I watched. Maybe soon. We'll see. Uh, I don't watch Magnum PI. <laughs> <laughs> Besides that, I mean, I mean, you know, I know, I know, I know. It's just what we were talking about <laughs> earlier. Um. Oh God, and I mean. This is also very cool because with the scrapped, you know, villains plans, this is the first and only time that Quinton and Anders have had a scene together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, what could have been? <laughs> Two of the bigger villains of the show, you know? Yeah, they were excellent together. Oh, what could have been? What should have been? Yeah. Sad day. Oh, at least they got that moment, I guess. And what a moment to get to. It's really like over the top for both of them, honestly. <laughs> Right? Yeah, absolutely, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Eden-ish. Ish. Kinda. Kinda. I don't know. Like, she'd probably be alive if it wasn't for me, but, like, I didn't actually do it, so. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. The Ted thing is still funny as hell, the way he plays it. (laughs) Especially with with how important he was for, like, you know, us. (laughs) The audience. He's like, Ted something. It's like, I don't know, this fucking guy. (laughs) Who could keep track? Not me. <laughs> but it also really annoyed him that he couldn't remember. He's like, hold on a minute. <laughs> what the fuck was this? I got this. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great because it's all it's all season one stuff because that's what Hero would know. Yep. Like, he doesn't have any concept of, like, Alejandro or L or any of that shit. Nope. That's not the Siler in his head at all. So Even how Jackie looks. Like, that's how she looked when she died. Mm-hmm. You can find a photo of that. Like, you know, yeah. And, and Hero wasn't as close to the Ted Sprague thing, so he wouldn't know that as well, maybe. like, Yeah, that might be why he was also li- struggling for the name. There's all these little things where I'm like, hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, uh, Samuel, huh? <laughs> yeah, Samuel, huh? <sighs> I don't know if I'm going to talk about it in this, in this moment or in the next, but it's getting close. So... Samuel is there talking about the dream home again, like fully in detail. And I have to say the way she's like, how do you remember all this stuff? I'm like, he probably time traveled a bunch to listen to them talk about it over and over so that he had all the details. Cause he's an asshole. Oh man. Um, probably had Arnold like do it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Fucking killing the guy even worse. And she's just like, you know, how, how do you do that? Like every single time, like you just keep doing this, you know, and he kisses her and, he wants to show her something, as he said, so they run out into into nature, and he shows her, he built her her damn dream house, her cottage, and he's like, remember how you said you couldn't join a carnival? Well, guess what, bud? 
no more carriage homes, no more, no more anything else. Like, this is it. This could be our life. Like, I did it. I made your dream come true. Isn't this perfect? And she's just like, it's beautiful, but like, I can't live here. And she's still too practical. And she, and she calls it out. She's like, this is a fantasy. And he's like, yeah, and I made it come true for you. Like, I don't understand what the problem is here. And she's like, no, you, you made it come true for you. And she calls him Sam, which is just, I, I love, because that's a very, like, familial thing, you know. She's like, no, Sam, like, you, you did this for you. Like, don't tell me this was all for me. This wasn't all for me. Like, you did this for you to get what you wanted, basically. And instantly you see all the, like, hurt and shame and embarrassment and anger start to all come in at once. And this is, like, to me, this is basically, like, Samuel Sullivan's The Hard Part. Like, this is his last thing before it's like, well, guess I'm a bad guy for realsies. Like, guess I'm just gonna fuck everything up because I lost my my tether to humanity or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was a tether that was never gonna get, you know, it was never strong to begin with. Yeah. It was always a trap that was, like, set to, set to you know, fail. Like, so he, he just, you know, gets real quiet and he's just like, you know, no, no, like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, I'll take you home. I'm sorry. You know, like, it's whatever. This was a mistake, et cetera. You know, kind of thing. He's just like, you know, oh, he's... The, the mood has dramatically shifted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In a very real world way, also. Um, and, 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 uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll wait till he's finished in this episode. Yeah, same. I got what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I think we're, I think we're going to say the same damn thing. I really do. Um, it might be, but I also think because... it's a little different because I have, might have something additional to say about it. So, okay. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to, get into all this god there's so much so much to unpack <laughs> yes 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 in in like every single bit even the hero stuff so much there yes. um well done mr grigsby we don't often rattle on after an episode is finished about stuff no no <laughs> this one is like so like it's like i was saying before with the details as you know as a total like fangirl as someone who wants to like get the nitty gritty of things. I want to know the details. I want to know the specifics. I want to know the feelings that these characters have about things. I, you know, and I feel like this episode really delivers, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. So, um, yeah, uh, this is, uh, this was a huge, huge moment that I'm about to go into. Uh, if you were in, uh, I guess like certain corners of the fandom and, and we're like paying attention, I suppose, to these, these, you know, subtextual moments, these pauses, um, Claire's running across campus and she goes into the room and she finds Gretchen all tied up and she, you know, frees her and she apologizes. And oh, holy shit, though, because the lights flicker out. And it's like so great because that's like what happened at homecoming. You know, he has a playbook. He goes to it. And, you know, there's like slamming and you know, it's like, oh, shit, like he's coming. And a blast of wind, like, crashes through the windows, and oh my god, they're gonna be chased. And so they run, and then they hide together in, um, in this, like, closet, and, uh, it's in the hallway. And so Gretchen's there, and she's like, so, so Siler, huh? Like, the Siler! <laughs> like, wow! Like, that's, that's nuts, <laughs> you know? Like, this is the guy that you've talked about before. And Claire's like, eh, ish, if you will. Um, <laughs> kind, kind, kind of like the, she literally says the emo apologist version of him, which is so a thing that an angry fangirl would have said about Siler's character this year, which I love. <laughs> He's paying attention. He knows what you, you all are complaining about. Um, cause there was a lot of that. 
And, uh, God fucking damn it, Rachel. You might as well just, like, get your banner and your fucking balloons and do your little, like, Colbert run around the desk because you did it. Because I fully, fully agree with you that Siler can teleport now. There's no other way he makes this happen. Yep. There's just no other way. I mean, spoilers for five minutes for now, but whatever. So, <laughs> I'm sat here just like, oh, mm. <laughs> Oh, Yeah. And before even with the cafeteria yep. to the to the classroom, like God damn mm-hmm. it! So, yeah, yeah, you win. <laughs> you win. It took almost the whole show, but you win. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's no other way. There's no other way. So, yep. If they wanted to ever explain it, like in you know a, a supposed you know season five, maybe they would show it, but. He, he can do it. I believe it. There's no other way. So. Yeah. Anyway. But what's she rambling um, on about <laughs> in this five minutes from now <laughs> happening? Continue, Keisha. <laughs> I'm continuing. And so Claire finally takes this moment with them alone to apologize. She's like, I want to apologize about breakfast and just keeping you at arm's length. And Gretchen's very understanding about it. And Claire takes this moment to spill her guts, basically. You know, and she says the things that Siler said to her, like he's her fucking therapist. She's like, I use my specialness to build these walls. You know, when I was with Siler, he told me we're very much alike. And you know what? I hate to say it, but he's not wrong. I'm afraid I'm going to end up alone for the rest of my life like him if I don't like change. And Gretchen's like, well, do you want to talk about it? And so Claire's like, yeah. She's like, I like to think that I'm a girl that just happens to have powers. Like, that's not all who I am. Like, I have lots of traits. You know, I'm loyal. I'm friendly. I'm regenerative, but I, you know, I mean, like, I'm a good person. I have good skin. You know, like, I love a little, like, good skin joke. Um, she's like, but I hide behind that only, that one label, and I, and I close myself off. And she's just like, God, no wonder, no wonder Siler's so fucking messed up. I can only imagine what having a bunch of excuses would do to someone's humanity, because she only has the one. And... <laughs> <laughs> that he takes this moment to reveal himself that... That's Siler, too. Oh, my God. It was Siler all along. Um, It wasn't Gretchen. She's in the closet with Siler right now. And she's just like, oh, you know, like, where's where's Gretchen? Like, you better not have heard her. And he's like, dude, I never touched her. She's just at the dining hall, like, waiting for you. Like, I, I never did anything. You just assumed. And uh, he's like, you know, I've been having trouble being myself. And, uh, you know, that's that's all there is. Like, that's why I didn't hurt her. So you're lucky, I guess, that I'm going through this. And he gets up and he walks out and he leaves her there. And so she's left in the closet. And later on, she, you know, leaves. And, she, yeah, she goes to the, like, dining hall or student union or whatever it is. And Gretchen's there. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, she hugs onto her like she's relieved to see her. And she's like, are you all right? And she's like, yeah, like, I'm fine. And she's just like, well, some guy stole my backpack earlier. But, like, (laughs) and I'm just like, what did he do? Like, what kind of little, like, conversation did he have to be like, look over there and then take her backpack and disappear? (laughs) Like, this little fucker. And so... Claire's like, oh my god, like I, I'm so I'm so sorry. Like I I, I want to be with you. I want to I want to do things. Like I want to talk to you. I want to hold your hand. And so she does. And Gretchen's like, ah, but people people are gonna start to talk if we you know like we're in public. And Claire's like, I don't give a fuck. Like let them talk. Let them talk. I don't care. 
And she's like, I want to talk to you. And they leave together and they're going to talk about stuff. And it's such a sweet moment. And Siler's nearby as the camera pans over and he watches them. And I think he's like kind of happy for Claire. Mm-hmm. I think he is happy for Claire. He's sad for himself because he still doesn't have that with someone. But I think he's like, all right. All right, cheerleader. Good job. He, he's got his answer. Yeah, he's got his answer. He knows what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Which I don't even know. Did you say that what he thought thinks his answer is? I don't think I wrote it down. He says maybe that's his answer. In order to become human, he has to get rid of all his powers. And then he's like, hi, I'm silent. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Because all the powers are messing him up, which is something that has been alleged since season one. Mm-hmm. Bennett has said that to him. Her fucking dad has said that to him. So, But is that what you really want, Siler? I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's just you going down another path trying to find the thing you just watched in front of you that you don't have, which is that human connection with someone else. Yep. Wouldn't it be wild if he found that in the most unexpected place? I mean, that'd be crazy. Mm. Someone to help tear down those walls, perhaps? Yeah, crazy. (laughs) Anyway. uh, (laughs) Siler can teleport! (gasps) He can. He can. You fucking win. I have literally no other way that that could be a thing. So, it just, yeah. The timing of so many things in this episode have to be down to that. They just have to be. Claire hauled ass across campus to get back to her dorm room. She's a fast little runner. We've seen it. He can't, even if he would have chased behind her, I, yeah, and get himself set yeah, up no. in that chair. Nope. Mm-mm. No, he was all set and ready. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And yeah. to get to the cafeteria as well. Oh, yeah. No. No, you you win. He, he fully has it. He has to. Yep. He, he sat down next There's to Gretchen else. and he's all like, hey, look at that bird. And then he's gone the next moment with her backpack. And she's like, the fuck? Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> <laughs> look at that bird <laughs> look at that sweet bird over there and she's like wow and he's just gone <laughs> oh my god anyway <laughs> let's go back to the court shall we yeah oh my god a lot of shit happens here i know it's a long segment Woo-hoo. all right kaito asks ando to call his first witness and there's silence as, like, Ando's, like, shuffling through papers still, and <laughs> Adam looks up at Kaito all shrug. I don't know what the hell's going on. And eventually Ando calls Hero to the stand, and Hero's like, haven't you watched Law and Order? That always backfires. <laughs> but Hero goes up. He's he's correct. <laughs> Hero goes up and sits at the, the bar, the stand, whatever. And Ando's like, what has driven you your whole life, Hero? And Hero says, to be a hero, noble, and true. And he's like, when you found out you could stop time, did you use that to rob banks or become famous? No. And he (laughs) vowed to only use it for good. And Ando asks how that has worked out for him. And he's like, I've saved the world twice. And he didn't break the code while doing so. Ando's like, did you break it to save your murdered father? (laughs) I mean, that's leading the witness, Your Honor, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) And Hero says no. Uh, So what changed now to go back and save Charlie? Well, he was like, 
he was like worn down and desperate for a meaningful legacy. He was dying, if we, you know, he thought he was dying. And he fell victim to a con man. And he found himself. <laughs> and then here it goes. I found myself leaping from life to life, trying to strive to put right what once went wrong. And Adam objects, like, Your Honor, oh. he's quoting the opening to Quantum Leap. <laughs> Which, like, there was something else I was watching that also was quoting the opening to Quantum Leap this week. So I was like, that's, like, weird this week. But anyway. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Kaito tells Hero to wrap it up. And Hero's like, listen, I used poor judgment. And despite some side effects, it was all to make the world a better place for family, friendship, and love. And if that's what makes me guilty, then I am. And Kaito's like, so be it. And we can hear the paddles being used on him in the operating room because he's flatlining. And he's flatlining as Kaito pronounces him guilty. Oh no. Not Hero. Uh, Hero gets up from the table and we see a long white hall has opened before him. And all the people from the court are kind of like standing in his way. And he heads toward the door and bows to them before they part for him and like move past him. And he starts to head toward the light. But then he stops and turns back around. And he's like, I want to change my plea to guilty. And if this is the end, I want to go out with honor doing the right thing. And Kaito is all like proud. He's like, yeah, go my son. Because also when like they were saying like he didn't stop it to save his murdered father, you could see Kaito <laughs> was also getting a little emotional about that. Mm-hmm. And suddenly we see that Hiro now has his sword. And Kaito tells him to fight for his honor. And the crowd parts again. And oh boy, baby, we get a sword fight because they part. And Adam ah. is standing there with his sword. So we get this like montage of Hiro having a sword fight with Adam and Ro as he fights for his life on the operating table. I love it. You can see Adam trying to push him toward the light while Ando is like cheering him on in the real world and calling him a superhero. And. Hero eventually takes the upper hand and he skewers Adam just like almost identically to the way he ended up stabbing uh, Siler in season one. It's his classic move. If there was like a video game with Hero's characters, that's how you would fucking finish someone if you were Hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Adam kind of crumples over and he turns around and we see someone is in the light waiting for Hero and who is it but his mother. <laughs> Oh, boy. And she's like, I am so proud of you. And he's like, oh, I I thought I could fight the tumor in science, but I can't. And you're clearly here to take me. I'm ready to go. And she's like, no, my son, there are some things more powerful than science, like destiny. She hasn't come to take him. She has come to heal him. She holds his head and kisses his forehead and suddenly back in the real world, they have a pulse. He's coming back. Because remember, Hero's mother was a healer, much like Linderman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Some some spiritual, like, metaphysical shit happening there that you can't quite uh, pin down. Yeah. Something's happening there, which is a little, like, more than just whatever's going on in his head, it feels like. Certainly at that point, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the literal fight for his life, the sword fight of it all. Right? 
And who would it be? It has to be at like they knew they knew they had to get David to come back. Like because that is Hero's yeah. villain with a V. It was never Siler. Yes. No. No. Not anyone else. No. It was never anyone after. It was always Adam. Always can't say. Siler was just a roadblock, you know, along the mm-hmm. way. Like he was. He was not it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I love so much that he just like testifies and then he just fucks off. He's not with everyone no. else at the end of it. Like yeah. he's not in that light block. He did his him. thing. No. He's a he's a funny little footnote. It's uh it's wild because yeah they're 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 basically saying like the spirit of Hero's mom like healed him. Some animation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Congratulations, Shinji. <laughs> Some things are more powerful <laughs> in science, like destiny. <laughs> yeah, like in the dialogue too. They're like, "Yeah, we know, we know. This is this is like pretty far fetched, even for us, but uh, we're gonna do it." Mm-hmm. So there is no way they were gonna let Hero die in the operating table. But what a what a joy, what a journey to go through. Oh my god, yes, for him to earn that uh, that healing. Absolutely wonderful in every way. Mm-hmm. Also, are you going to sit here on this day, what is it, it's the 1st of March, you're going to honestly sit here and tell me that I'm the only one who's perpetually thirsty when I know for a fucking fact that every single time Adam Monroe flips that suit jacket open with one hand and wields that sword, you have issues. (laughs) Wait, is it issue now? Someone, bring, where's our like kangaroo court and fucking burnt toast diner? <laughs> Let me present my wall of like. You just sit here and act like you're not a thirsty motherfucking bitch. I never, for every time he does. I never said I wasn't. You never said you were. How, how did my describing it not show my delight for this entire scenario here? I know that you're delighted. I'm just saying you make me act like I'm the only one over here. That's just like I never said you were the only one. Oh, I just want I just want acknowledgement that that was really hot. It was. It was. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. yes. God damn it. There Mr. was Anders. like God damn it. I don't it. think that was in the promo, but there were like promo materials for like in the light the whole sword fight thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That were like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh man, there was there was a gif of him throwing that suit open like everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh, one-handed. Okay. All right. I'm good. Sword in the other. Okay. It's a good day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great day. It's a delightful day. For uh, us, anyway. Not so much for Samuel. <laughs> no. No. All right. We're, we're, we're full on like, hey, you know how we've been kind of pussyfooting around Samuel as a bad dude? Like, yeah, he's done some bad stuff, but, like, who hasn't on the show? Well, now we're gonna go there, so. So, we're back at the, like, ice cream parlor, and Samuel is brooding with a milkshake, and the jukebox is going, and we can only assume maybe whatever song's on it is the song that he ended up breaking her record player over, whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, without a fucking doubt. And the the waitress, like, comes over, like, hey, is there something wrong, sir? And he's all like... (laughs) He's like, yeah, something's wrong. Am I scaring oh. you? Rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> Do I look scary? Rawr, rawr, rawr. And this poor fucking woman. Oh my god, this girl. Oh my god. Just like, hey, oh. can you? <laughs> and he throws a fit. 
I can see how you're looking at me now. Like I'm different. Like I'm not good enough. I'm done trying to change myself for you and fit into your world and play by your rules. From now on, you're all going to play in mine. And we see him summon an earthquake. And this earthquake is so powerful. It's also rocking the carnival. We see Lydia and her daughter running. And they all end up running out into an open field. And they get to watch as that whole town where that ice cream parlor was that they were looking down on falls into a fucking sinkhole. Goodness. And sometime later, because it's dark then, it was light when this happened, Samuel walks back to his trailer and uh, pretty much without a word from anyone else. And we can see Vanessa in the back of a car being driven away. And she's like smelling a flower that he had given her earlier. Like, hey, we, we get to see that Vanessa was not killed in this, like, sinkhole. Mm. What a fucking pissy fit. I, I still don't talk about it, but I'm going to wait until the episode finishes proper, because I do have things to say about this. Okay, because I was going to I was gonna say a thing, but now I'm going to wait, too. So. Yeah. I'm just going to hold off, because we're Let's almost done with the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, there's just, like, a quick little montage to finish things up. Um, we see... Claire and she's talking with Gretchen. They're having like a real conversation. So like good for them. They're they're really connecting. And we see Ando with Hero, who's all bandaged up, but he's in recovery. And he's like, you know, you know, what, 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 what am I thinking of? Coherent. And he's like talking and stuff. And then uh, and then we see Janice and Little Maddie Junior, and they're at home playing. It's kind of weird. We didn't have them in the episode at all. And. You know, they they have a visitor. Oh, there's like a knock on the door. Oh, wow. And so they go over to answer the door. And uh, what is the next stop on Siler's finding himself tore but the fucking doorstep of Matt Parkman once more? And he's like, oh, hi, uh, my name's Gabriel. I'm a Matt's friend from the 12th Precinct. And I'm like, you piece of shit. <laughs> and um, he's just like, and and the best thing. The best thing is that Janice, when she is holding on to little Maddie, he's like, hey, little guy, because he knows him because he spent a lot of time with him. And the baby, like, totally unprompted, but, like, does this little, like, ah, you know, thing where it's, like, shy and, like, looks in her shoulder, like, oh, that's a stranger, but, like, it's not, but, like, it is. And um, she's just like, oh, you know, oh, yeah, well, you know, Matt's not here. And he's like, oh, he's like, well, I'm his friend. And. Could you could you tell me where he's gone? Maybe like it's really important that I find him. And and she's like, oh well, you know, here, like come on in, kind of thing. And she's just like, huh? She's like, you know, it's the funniest thing though. But have we met before? <laughs> and if you recall, he, you know, in Matt's body, totally fucked her her brains out. Uh, to be continued. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ah. Uh. I don't think this is a good idea, Gabe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. So, that's his answer, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gonna go have a little chat with his good, good friend, Matt Parkman, who will be delighted to see him in every single way. What a fucking <laughs> goof up on your part, Siler. <laughs> Oh my god. Like, that's the thing. Like, he keeps making all these little remarks like, I'm not myself right now, I'm not my best, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, you would never do this if you were even, like, 70%. You're at, like, a 40, man. Get your battery charger out. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Claire, I understand. She can't do shit. You know? Yeah. 
We yeah. can't help but stressing, like, pretty much every opportunity on this podcast, how powerful Matt Parkman is. And how dark he's mm-hmm. getting. It's still there. You can't act like it's not there. We're, we're gonna see it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, well, where do you want to begin? <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna start off by saying, is after I finished the mm-hmm. episode, and was sitting back, mm-hmm. thinking about it, I'm like, I could not give less of a fuck about this whole Samuel storyline in this episode. <laughs> that yep, is my yep. hot take. Everything else was a delight. Mm-hmm. Siler and Claire, the whole courtroom thing. Yep. Fucking having yep. Samuel and his like, oh, hee hee, <laughs> in the episode was just like, mm. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. I used to feel the same way. I used to feel the I, same way. Because I felt like, oh, it's distracting from all the good shit. And, yeah, I'm like, I was going to say, I'm sure we felt this at the time as well. And, like, I don't, mm-hmm. it's bothersome that it's, like, this is what it took for Samuel to be, like, ah, fuck the world, this girl doesn't like me, like, I like her, oh my god. When they could have, like, used, well, and granted, this is not just, like, an episode problem, because they've led up to the Vanessa at all for several episodes now. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. it, it could have been, like, like, god, Jeremy in that other episode should have been enough. Like, another Jeremy-like event where someone gets killed for right. that. Like, actually give him a fucking reason. Right. But I also understand that giving, but, him his, giving him this petty reason also makes people be like, yeah, fuck this guy, you know? <laughs> but... See, that's that's my yeah. argument, is, like, it's a two-hander. One, it's, like I said, this is his the hard part, mm-hmm. where he gets this little, like, moment where you're like, oh, he gets to reconnect with his humanity, but oh, no, it doesn't go the way he thought, because you can't control mm-hmm. people. And... So what looks like his last gasp at trying not to be a total villain, you know, oh, the tragedy of it being foiled. It's not fucking tragedy. It's he couldn't control someone like he's used to controlling everything. And so there's that. And then also, I love the fact that it's a petty surface reason because he's a fucking little bitch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like He's not Magneto. He thinks he's Magneto, but he's not. Yeah. He doesn't have this, like, grand, you know, version of events where he's like, I'm doing this for mutant kind. No, you're doing it because you're, like, a fucking incel, bud. Yeah, I, like, because that's the only, that's my reason like, that I'm not, like, fully against it, too, is because it's like, that which, is Samuel, he's fucking petty. I really feel watching it again now that I did not feel the first time through, because it's like, oh, man, this is like that old thing where it's like, you know, if a girl rejects a guy, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Oh, he gets sad. Oh, you know, what's happened? You know, what's what's the worst that can happen to a girl if, you know, if she says no? Oh, well, she gets fucking killed. Like, mm-hmm. but now on a grand scale. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I am surprised that they let Vanessa live. I feel like what a message that would have sent. Me too, honestly. That would have been pretty bold of them. Um, but isn't that also kind of another thing too, where it's like, especially when you when you see, you know, the kind of violence that happens in the media and stuff, is it's like when those men lash out, it's not even uh, that often at the person they think is to blame. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, do what they're going to do elsewise, but then blame a certain person. Like... He's just a little piss baby, is yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. <laughs> and that works for him. Like, I, I, I'm really, I think it's interesting that they didn't just go, oh, yeah, he's got all these, like, 
you know, beliefs and the strong sense of ethics for himself. No, he doesn't. He's just a little asshole who fucking couldn't control a woman and now everyone has to pay for it. He's not Magneto. And, and you know, it was so funny because I used to think of him as Magneto. I'm like, no, he's not. He's not at all. Eric would never. I feel like you could see that in the first half of the season. And then when we found out that he killed Mohinder slash Joseph, that started to crumble. Mm-hmm. And then the, this was like the final mm-hmm. nail in the coffin. Right, right here. exactly. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely interesting how um, that's the choice they went with. Like you said, like they didn't just do another Jeremy or something and really build up the idea of, oh, people are learning mm-hmm. that there's people who are not right, mm-hmm. quote, quote. So, yeah, because then it really leads into the finale stuff better, doesn't it? And what they wanted to do um, in a supposed next season. Yes. But mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I really kind of love it in, in just the way of like, oh, no, he's just a piece of, he's just a fucking whiny ass piece of shit who didn't get what he wanted. And now everyone has to pay for it. So. In, in the context of his character building, I can appreciate it. In the context of this episode, mm-hmm. I still was like, Wah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, move it along, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because I'll have that with literally anything next week that isn't <laughs> that isn't in their in their fucking mindscape. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll just be like, I don't give a shit about like any other thing that happens. Yep. <laughs> like, and there's other stuff that happens in the episode. I just don't remember. I think the Noah stuff maybe. Um, I have no. I don't have like yeah. full recollection. Of the next episode that's going to be me neither. Yeah. yeah, I just know that it's coming. Hi, editing Rachel here. You're going to hear us say with a whole lot of confidence that the next episode is The Wall. We're wrong. But that's next week. Let's let's get back uh, to this episode. Yeah. Any other oh, absolutely. comments on um, anything? Yeah, hello, hi. The Closet. We need to talk about mm-hmm. The Closet. How could we not fucking talk about The Closet and all of its very important implications? Yep, yep, yep. Um, and this isn't even me being like a fangirl out in the wild. This is like fully Oliver Grigsby himself in an interview saying it's not, you know, it's important that their conversation took place in the closet and he wasn't just talking about Claire. Um, we, we've gone on this whole journey with, with Siler and like, we've talked about, I think in past episodes, how a lot of his character arc could be a really great, if bloody allegory for struggling with, you know, identity, sense of self, and uh, dare I say it, sexuality, um, because it's a part of what keeps happening to him on the show, you know, like you have to address that. And um, it's very interesting that all this happens with him trying to support Claire, ultimately, um, before what is about to happen in the next episode, because what happens in the next episode is going to just really kick the door in on a lot of preconceived notions. Like they, they do some really interesting, hard subtext in the next two episodes with Siler and another character where you're just like, oh my God, you kind of can't deny this. And also, when he goes on this journey with this person, he seems like he's finally getting happier and, like, more, you know, at peace with himself. And that really goes with the whole, like, struggle thing he's going through right now. And it's just really interesting that 
Grigsby did that, and I remember there was an interview at the time where they talked about how they kind of wanted to go there a little more, but they weren't allowed. Mm-hmm. Um because that was a whole thing. And then again, it goes back to, like, we've talked about before, that Quinto wasn't out when the yes. show was on. Um, so that was definitely part of it. Um, but, yeah, they, they like, they knew what they were leading to. They knew what they were doing. They were making some very real suggestions um, that was interesting because, you know, so many times when, like, you know, fangirls attach to something like a character and they see these, you know, these little moments and these little like scenes filled with subtext. And then for a show like this to actually be like, what, what if you were right for once? Like what if, what if that actually might happen, but we're not going to get to show it really. But what if, what if there's going to be a reading of this that you could take that would be very uh, on Mm -hmm. point, which is really huge, especially with who it's going to be with. Yeah. We're going to have a three-hour episode next week. <laughs> I'm going to make notes upon notes upon notes. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and like how this episode was pulled uh. up, don't worry, you're getting everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What a wild journey. Yeah. Do you have anything to, to say about, about the closet of it all? And, like, Claire literally coming out of the closet and, like... Because they said also, had there been another season, they were going to be in a full last relationship. Like, it was going to be a thing. It wasn't going to be one of uh, Claire's many one-and-done partners. Yeah, that she was so. going to be with Gretchen the next season. Yep. Yeah. it's It goes back to the whole, like, you know, Heroes doesn't necessarily do romance and relationships very well. Oh, I'm so glad you said that, because that reminded me. Um did you read that? Um, did you did you saw that that link I sent you about the the so called ho? Yes, I was looking through that um, last night and laughing my ass off. <laughs> it's so true though, and they even say that. Um, there's this article on TV tropes um, where they talk about ho or like homoerotic, you know, um, instances on on shows and stuff. And heroes had it like a lot. <laughs> they had a goddamn flowchart apparently <laughs> back in the day. Um, but they continued to do it throughout the show. Like, people continue to contribute to it throughout the show. And so there's, like, an entire, like, piece on their page about, like, everything. They didn't just stop after season one or two. And so you see these things that are very interesting. And one thing they bring up um, as to why perhaps Heroes had so much of this, because they really did, um, is that, like Rachel just said, they don't really do, like, marriage and relationships, traditional marriage and relationships well on mm-hmm. Heroes. Like, and we've talked about it before in the past about how there aren't a lot of, like, there's not a lot of, like, boyfriend-girlfriend stuff on Heroes. Not a lot of, like, and then if there's husband and wife stuff, it's extremely rife with conflict. And uh, usually doesn't end well. (laughs) Like, you know, like with the Bennets. And so it's interesting to see this show, this major show, that didn't really have, like, that sort of, like, I guess... I don't know, like, I hate to be like, oh, that, like, het component, but, like, they were there, like, you could, you know, obviously there were people who shipped all kinds of characters with each other, but the subtext of anything that was, like, you know, homoerotic or sapphic is insane on this Mm -hmm. show. It is, like, in your fucking face. It's barely subtext in most of it, like, which is so unique. Like, it's just, like, I can't express enough. This was just, like, a show on a major network. And it was a genre show on a major network. And I'm sorry, but it was gay as hell. Like, a lot of the times. And that was interesting. Because I think people see that more now. Um, because of, you know, 
I guess, the internet of things. Um, definitely a lot more queer baiting is happening now. But this was, like, so innocent in a way. <laughs> like, this was just sort of happened. You know, they weren't trying to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I would say, unlike a lot of other shows, which clearly have been. Um, the CW, we're all looking at you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's kind of interesting that they sort of just innocently stumbled into being an extremely subtextually rife show. And, and it's not even just... With, like, the big players, it's pretty much everyone. Like, it's things we've called out. Everyone! It's literally everyone! It's the Matt and Melander yeah. <laughs> raising a child together. Nathan yes. and Peter's relationship. Uh, oh, oh, boy. There was yeah. The, part that, <laughs> oh, the yeah. part that made me laugh was, like, the um, <laughs> Hero and Adam stuff they were talking about with stuff from this episode where uh, it was um, when Hero was put on trial for misusing his powers. He says it was for family, looks at Kaido, for friends, looks at Ando, and for love, looks at Adam. Oh my god, I didn't even notice that. Holy fuck. They didn't have it panned to him when it said for love, but yeah. That is so mm-hmm. funny. They just can't no. help themselves. No, no, no. <laughs> like, it's so, like, it's so interesting. Like, someone smarter than me, I wish, could, like, dissect and write about this, you know? Because it's, it's, it's true. They just sort of innocently stumbled into this thing that so many genre shows and other shows uh, afterward would, would actively participate in to create that component of their audience um the heroes just like had it they just did it (laughs) they just they just couldn't not if i remember i'll link to the ho yay uh article in the show notes you really should because uh it's it's got everything so uh, i was like wow that's a term i haven't heard in a decade or more yeah you had me laughing last night when i was reading it i was like yeah i (laughs) I bet yep I was, I was doing a giggle, like, oh my god, like, you can cut all this because it's super spoilery, but when they talk about the post-wall stuff, I was like, oh my god, like, <laughs> the the glances, the touches, the, like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh-huh, yeah, it's not subtle, nope. <laughs> oh god, I'm so excited, I'm gonna be a beast next time, oh my god, you're not even gonna know how to deal with me. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. <laughs> oh, oh my god, it's gonna take me forever to edit next week. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be like depending, depending. Oh my god. Just from length alone, I'm sure. Oh my god! Oh boy. I'll be like, yeah, and then some other shit happened. No one cares about. So back in the revolver. <laughs> <laughs> All these, like, important, like, plot-moving things. I'm like, no, 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 hand-hand. No one fucking cares. That's too bad. <laughs> no. Anything else about the episode? I don't think so. Um, I was very intrigued by the fact that I would say, like, all three of the stories have to do with how these, like, super-powered people, how, I guess, just sort of, like, their decisions affect the lives of everyone around them, super or mm-hmm. not. Uh, and it's just kind of interesting how, you know, I guess, like, I don't know. I was trying to think of, like, a good way to say this earlier. I guess, like, just these people just going about living their lives so, you know, seismically affects everyone else because of the nature of their powers being so, you know, not part of the normal experience. So that when someone is just trying to go through their life, but with these abilities that they're going to inevitably dramatically affect everyone else around them like 
Like, you know, Hero and Claire and all that. And, and like, Samuel, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just thought that was, like, a nice little, a fun little through line, I guess, for the three different stories. Yeah. All the choices being made. All the feelings getting hurt. <laughs> all the feels. All the fifis. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, um, it, it slaps. I'm sorry. It slaps. It slaps the room down. It does. It does. I, I just still am all, all still like, about I the really, stuff. In the no, episode. no, I got you. But, but then it was like, we're almost done with the season. Where else could we have put it? Like, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. so. Plus, like, it just, uh stuff like this is what makes me so sad that we didn't get another season because I want to see what Oliver Grisby could do with another episode. He would have been great. Mm-hmm. They would have they would have given it to him, too, I'm sure. So. Yep. Because um, he did Shades of uh, Shades of Grey, I believe, as well. So he's got yeah. some good stuff. He he knows Siler. That's he knows sure. Siler, and any writer who knows Siler is a friend of mine, and that's probably why I don't like Brian Fuller on Heroes. <laughs> he had never knew what to did with him. Ironically, you never knew what to do with him. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder why. That's for sure. It's so weird. Yeah. Because but, oh um, my god. Speaking hmm. of, like there was a in the new issue of EW, like probably one of the last print ones they're gonna have. They I was gonna like, say one 50, of the final ones. <laughs> the fifty greatest love loves of on tv and like one of them was hannibal and will i'm telling you man like they just they they got to live this reality and uh i'm not saying heroes was responsible i'm really not but i'm just saying wow what an interesting path we've come on so mm-hmm. that that's just like a thing you can say and you know that most of the fans and even casual people be like well yeah you know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, some crazy, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, offensive thing to suggest. It's like, no, yeah, they clearly mm-hmm. are. So. it Was it the was it the thing that he said that he regretted not having them kiss in the finale? It was just a short blurb or whatever, just about, like, how it went from, like, just people having chemistry to, like, this. I know you never will, but you really need to finish that show. I know. I think <laughs> I just have the last season to do, don't I? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to do a rewatch soon. Cause do it at I some just point. Think, I just think it sounds fun. <laughs> but yeah yeah that shit's wild could you imagine could you imagine could you imagine if they actually like went there went there with this stuff on heroes that would be nuts Mm-hmm. heroes was just like a few years too early it was and i feel like they wrongly tried to keep it sanitized for all the straight men they thought were watching <laughs> and i was like i'm sorry but that's not who was wanting to give a shit about heroes, especially by the end. So mm-hmm. you really didn't know your own audience for a while there. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway, you want to, should we wrap this up? Get our socials and. Yeah, let's, let's do it. So I can like take a get nap our bus or ticket stream. to the wall. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank you for joining us, everyone. Um, I know our release schedule has been a little spicy lately, but, uh, you know, stuff happens. People got lives. Um, mm-hmm. But we're still doing it. And I think that's the important thing. Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to check us out on social media, um, we are on Twitter at Eclipse Podcast. If you want to follow our individual accounts, um, I am at Lady underscore Snark, S-N-A-R-K. I don't, I'm just tweeting about the Batman I'm, I'm, I'm just tweeting about the Batman. <laughs> That's who I am. So I'll always be. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm probably going to go see it in the theater and I haven't gone to the theaters in two years. Gee, it's almost like there's a reason for that. Um, 
but I feel like I might be able to safely do so. Also, like, I love the Batman, but I just, I love him as a character. I've seen every Batman movie. I just, yes, <laughs> Batman, big fan since I was a kid. But um, this one's getting crazy good reviews. I'm so excited. The aesthetic looks perfect for me. And I love Paul Dano. And I'm so excited he's playing the Riddler. Like, holy shit. Like, I read this review that said that um, his performance is peak psychotic white boy energy. And I was like, yeah! <laughs> Give it to my eyeballs! Um, if you want to follow Rachel, she is at that burb there. Burb with a B, like... Burb with a B, like the brain tumor that got healed from Hero's brain. There we go. There we go. There we are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We might have already used brain tumor before, but whatever. I don't care. Um, What you tweeting about, Rachel? I think it's still just Wordle at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. How's that going? I've been playing like the the Quartle and the Octurtle or whatever, but like Mm -hmm. I haven't been tweeting those. How's how's your Wordle going? How's, How's that been? It's fine. I'm sure I'll eventually stop just because, you know, even though I enjoy the word go. game of it all. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Um, if you'd like to email us, we are eclipsepod at gmail.com, right? Is yep. it pod or podcast? Okay. <laughs> I, was pod. like, I, always, I always forget. Um, pod at gmail.com. Best way to get a hold of us is obviously the Discord. We will have a link to it in our show notes. Um no better time like the present than to come say hi if you want to because i mean we're almost done with the main show so we're getting there we're fucking getting there man we're really close um i would love to hear people's thoughts on the series finale when we get to that point or you know any of the stuff leading up to it or any of the stuff we just talked about um the 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 big stuff going on with you know the closet conversation with samuel with hero like anything really Mm-hmm. I will be getting a Google form together soon about the pick your favorite episodes from each season, etc. Oh, good. Oh, that is going to be so goddamn hard. I'm going to go through it. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to go through it. <laughs> oh, it's it, it'll be hard. It'll be difficult. A lot of thoughts. That'll be a fun bonus episode when that comes around. Yeah, I think so. It's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. So we've got, got some, you know, things coming along. Um, but thank you for joining us this week. Uh, if you'd like to, you know, leave a review or a rating or comment or anything, we're on a bunch of different podcast apps. We're all over the place. We'd love to know what you think. Uh, we will see you next week. Um, she is going to have to tether me like fucking crazy because uh, next week is the wall. And I have a lot to say about the wall. Okay. All right. I love you, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the wall guess what bitch it's not we've got a whole other episode we've got the art of deception mother <laughs> i was like i feel like you're cutting the wall isn't yet <laughs> well here hold on you can cut this in i've just been informed by my fellow podcaster that i am jumping the gun because i just want to get to the pet lar of it all um we're actually not doing the wall next week so whatever i don't care see you next time bye (laughs) the art of deception oh my god